people, you're in tune to episode 20 of the D&D Football Factory podcast. I'm Double D and I've got my co-host from our Saturday morning radio show on On Top FM 95.5 FM with me, D-Man in the place. What's going on, D? I'm all right, I'm all right. Good evening, people. I'm good, man. Good, nice and relaxed, ready for the Premier League to return. But yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Good, 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 good. And for this episode 20, Vital Statistics will be going through um, basically just a partial mini-review of the season and giving our predictions to for where we, who's going to win the league, um, qualify for the Champions League relegation, and if time, we might touch on the other competitions as well. And we're going to have our overachieving team and underachieving team of the season um, so far, we'll come back and review this right, right at the end of the season. But as we're coming at the end of March, international break, perfect time to do something like this. And um, we've got two of the normal crew with us, as well as our um, our special guest. Well, you might as well say he's part, he's part of the Football Factory because he's been on half of our podcast anyway. <laughs> so first of all, we've got Big Sam. Yes, people. How you doing? Good evening. You can sound a little more enthusiastic if you want to. Look at look at look at that repo man. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> right. We've got FBJ in the house. The king of the north is here. It's about time we did another podcast. Damn the raining. That's right. Undisputed. It's written in my contract. That's how I get introduced. If it's not, what the people, then there's what a problem. The, what the people want to know, FBJ, is are um or are you gonna be the? Are you gonna unify the belts on Sat on Sunday? That's what the people want to know. Yes. yes <laughs> there you go. One champion, <laughs> one face. That's what the fans want. That's what the people want. I'm here for the people. Is, is that what the housewives want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the housewives. The housewives uh, demanded my my presence. So there you go. And last but never least. My mentor in the building, <laughs> the king of shoot the defense. Yeah, yeah man, like, do you know what? I, I didn't even know that FBA, FBJ had a face, I've never seen him before. All I knew was a voice. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's like when Ray Mysterio had the mask taken off. Like, Is that what you just like? Just for you, Stel, just for you. The face yeah. is here. Thank, Thank you, man. From shoot the defense in the house, as always, man. How you doing? Oh, yeah, good, mate. Good, thanks for uh, the invitation. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Where's my body? Hoodie, man. I told you I'll send you one. Where's, where's my body? You haven't given me a dress, but you, you know, my, you're like, oh, I'm not going to use my government name. <laughs> where's, my, where's my Jewish t shirt? What's going on? Ah, I'm, I'm gonna when I see him, I'll get one. I'll see if I can get your hamstring shirt as well because I think they, they play together. So you like it, yeah. Hey, that's what I used to be one of my favorite players, man. Man, like Merrick Hamsik. I, I used to have his hairstyle when I had hair before I had a child, and they all fell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, well, know, Darren, I don't know how you still got hair, bruv. Honestly, like that's what I'm saying, bruv. Let me stop. It's been yeah, peaked like since the pandemic. Help me out, D, man. <laughs> D, D, why are you being greedy out there, man? Help me yeah, out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to stay blessed somehow, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, right. So let's get into it. As I said, radio show, Saturday morning is 10 a.m. on On Top FM, 95.5 FM. That's where you can catch us every week. But um, we should be banging out more podcasts. But we do get, when we get the crew together, we can give you um, some sporadically, right? So, um, oh, yeah, please use the hashtag 40 on top for anyone that listens back for any queries or questions or anything that you want to say or put forward to to the crew. So in terms of the Premier League, how are we do this? We go from back to front. We're going to start with relegation or we're going to go from the top and work our way down? Let's start with relegation, man. Relegation. Oh, the crack man. The crack man. Well, look. I, we'll start with you then, Dee, because I don't think your team is going to be in it. I've been calculating up my table with my like some quick predicted results in terms of who the three that I think are going to go down. Who are your three? Uh, okay, so I've always said that Watford and Norwich are going down. I've said mm-hmm. that from the beginning of the time. So I think those two are dead sets to go down. The third spot is a difficult one because Burnley still have games in hand. Mm-hmm. Still capable of putting a semi-run together of results when you when you least expect it. They've got eleven left, isn't it? Eleven. Yeah. Um, Everton, as poor as they are, they still have the players to get them out of trouble. Just and they've got the games in hand as well. Do, do, do they have the manager? Wait. Listen, he's not going to be there long term, but there's enough there to just get them out anyway for, for the season, I think. Yeah, although they've got a difficult running. I still I still worry about Leeds because yes, they had they've had two very good results. Let's be honest, the Wolves one was fortunate because of that sending off. Had had Jimenez not been sent off, they would have got clapped. But they got the result. But you still see they can't defend. They cannot defend and they allow too many chances. So, who else is down there? Because, listen, Newcastle are not mathematically safe. Yeah, and I still think it's going to be a while before we are safe, to be fair, because we've got Spurs next, then Wolves, and we've still got to play Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, you know, so it's 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 not... Uh, given just yet, but we should have enough. So I'm gonna say, now you know what? I don't care about the games at hand. Burnley, yeah, because they've got Man City next, and they should hold us. They should lose, not hold us up, but they should lose. Yeah. If they don't beat Everton midweek, I think that's it for them. I think that's it. So, so um, the other teams above Leeds, the Brentford, yourselves, Brighton, yeah. Palace. Yeah, pa- no, actually, I'm not even putting Palace. I say Palace, Palace in there. Dumbo putting Brighton in there. Um, Brentford, I think, will be okay, and I think Newcastle will be okay, especially because we've got the players to come back as well. So, I don't think we'll. I think I think I calculated. I think we'll end up on top of like 43 points. I think we will end up. So I think we'll be safe yeah. before the final day. It can't go down to the final day. It can't. You're playing Burnley on the final day, aren't you? Yeah, Sky was hoping that, it would, it, again, that we'd be in this relegation six-pointer on the final day, and I don't <laughs> think it's going to get to that. But we still need to get the points on the board. But I'm going to say Burnley, because, listen, they, they, 
Sean Dyke has done a very good job, yeah, keeping them up with, with a limited budget and stuff. But come on, man, they're awful. They, 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 there's no room for that kind of football in the Premier League, man. <laughs> get them out now. Get enough, enough. Where is Burnley, bro? No, no. Like Kabaddi FC. Yeah, it's long. It's long. Yeah, it's time they go in it. It's time they go. So I'm gonna say Burnley. Right, Uncle Stel, we're going to go to you next because you're the one who gave um, <laughs> Burnley their Kabaddi tag. Um, who who are your three out of as those teams there? So we'll say Brighton, Newcastle, Brentford, Leeds, Everton, Burnley, Watford and Norwich. It, it's a difficult one for me and I'll tell you why. Burnley have got City at the weekend, which I honestly believe that Daesh is has written that game off already. I, I don't expect Burnley to go full pelt. Yeah, and then they've got Everton next, and then they've got Norwich next. So the next two games after City are clearly pivotal, but they don't score goals, or they don't score that many goals, do they? And Veghorst is, I don't know what, what he's doing. In all fairness, I honestly don't. Only only Norwich has scored less goals than Burnley this season, so that that says it all. I think Watford can get out of it. I really do. Um, They've got the firepower. Right. Yeah, they do. They do. They've got um, uh, Cucho, the uh, yeah, Colombian. Cucho, Colombian. Um, I think he's from Ecuador. Dennis. I think he's from Ecuador. Um, or Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, I can't get those mixed up. Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, obviously, he's going to be hurting following the exit for the the, the World Cup. Josh King, mm. they, they've got they they're efficient. It's know, yeah, they've mm. got it in them to score goals. You know, I think they've scored just as many as Everton this season, haven't they? Mm. So I know that might not be saying much, but under Roy Hodgson, they they look to be more stable. I guess is the word you can use. Mm. Um, I think Norwich are as good as down. They've lost their last five games, haven't they? So that's not looking looking good for them. Um, so I think Norwich and Burnley. You know, you know when you see a team and you think, how long can they last? How long can they hang on uh, by by a thread? That's Burnley, and I think they haven't invested their money well in January. In all fairness, um, so I think Burnley and Norwich are going to go. As for the third team, as I said, I think Watford will get out of it. And mm. I, I don't think Lampard is a particularly good manager. I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. I don't think he's particularly good. But you know when you get a feeling that because of his name and because of the romanticism that goes around it and you get the feeling that after that handball decision against City that didn't go their way, mm. they might start getting a few little decisions. You know, the little... And if Harry Redknapp is as influential as we might think he is, I don't know, man. I think they might get out of it. Were you I saying think, Harry brown paper bags, yeah? No, no, I'm just saying, I think out of nepotism alone, Everton are going to manage to stay up. You know, I mean, how bad has their season been? We're hearing about financial losses. We're... And let's be real, as an establishment, the Premier League or England do not need a club like Everton outside of the Premier League. You know, they're the second biggest team in Liverpool. They've got a new stadium being built. I mean, it would be a financial disaster if they went down. Yeah. Don't they have, didn't they report losses of like 150, 200 million yep. quid yep. this week? 
Yeah. I mean, that's look, that's their fault. I mean, when you spend 50 million quid on a guy that allegedly has been touching up kids, then Ooh. you got a problem. Right. Yeah. I but I'm just telling you like it is. It's, it's, it's not a, a, a shot. It's, a, it's, it's what it is, right? Talking of doubt, talking of doubt, I was watching Taxi Driver yesterday, but we'll leave that there. Right. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, you know, but then again, you've got Leeds who look to be playing much better under on the marsh. Uh, they're more um, safety first against with Bielsa. They were just like headless chickens running around. You know, if you want to talk about Kabaddi football being being uh, Burnley, I'd, I'd say Leeds were like hungry hippos. You know, just frantic <laughs> with with no plan, just just keep hitting the thing and hope that something is going to happen. They're hungry hippos, right? <laughs> but I don't know. They're, they're playing better football, so I, I can't give you a straight answer as to the third team is going to be because each one of those um, candidates, they they've got it in them to stay up. But when you look at it, you've got to have the points on the board. And at the moment, Leeds have the points on the board. Everton have the games in hand. But with, with Calvert-Lewin back, he's obviously sorted out his driving issues. Maybe he's, he's going to be... I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, look, I don't have anything against Everton, but I'd love to see a massive team get relegated. <laughs> I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> I'd love to see to see how they react next season. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're a Liverpool fan, so you'd love to see them go down. But I'd love no. to see a massive team get relegated just to see how they would cope in the championship because we're always here. Okay, look what happened to Forest. They're mm-hmm. a massive team, man. You know, two European cups. You, yep. you can't you can't knock them. Like historically, yep. they're a massive team. Can you imagine if Everton ended up like that? I mean, I'm not saying it's because of anything against Everton, but mm. in a perverse kind of way, I'd like to see it happen. To they've see not, how they've they not been relegated before, have they? They've never been relegated. They, many years ago, we're talking, what, in the 20s or 30s or wherever it was. I, I don't even know. Or well, maybe worse. I think Arsenal's the only one who hasn't, isn't it? Or something? Possibly, yeah. They yeah. bought their way out. Let's give them a trophy for that. Well, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, that's the time when you should have gone, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I get it enough from Arsenal fans. Even when I'm complimenting them, they're, they're having them own. Jesus. Yeah, right. He makes it he makes it known on the on his show on a Saturday morning. These Arsenal fans again. I've <laughs> <laughs> been nice to you. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Right. Jabroni. Um the last time I was on here. Chaboni, do, very... do you even care, actually? Because I know you're more concerned about the teams coming up. You don't like yo-yo teams. Well, this is it. This How is you it. We don't protest- need any more f- Fulham's. Protest at Craven Cottage. <laughs> and the West Broms and these yo-yo clubs who are just there just to fill up the space and then they'll get relegated. They don't want be last, last, last season at Anfield. It doesn't matter. Oh, go away, D. Okay. It doesn't matter. You can take your, your 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 shade elsewhere. It doesn't matter. I'm making a, a valid point here. Fed up with Hang about if clubs. um if if Saudi money wasn't involved, would you be saying Newcastle or a yo-yo club? No. His eyes just went. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Triggered. Featuring Sergio. Nah, nah. They, they got a few more relegations to go before they're in that category. Yeah, I again. <laughs> I think because yeah, when I was on here, I said um, this was just before the January transfer window, and I said Newcastle would effectively spend their way out of trouble, and that's what's kind of happened. So really, for me, it's apart from the ones who are already in the bottom three now, 
you're looking at Leeds, you're looking at Everton, and I think Leeds got themselves out of trouble with that Wolves victory. I think they're just too far ahead. That's that's they're just too far ahead. I think it's the ones who will go down would be the the ones that are still there in the bottom three. I think Burnley. You guys made a great point. In fact, that Burnley are Burnley, and I and I thought, yeah, they have got the games in hand. They'll dig out the results. I still think that they're capable of eking out a big result if needs be away from home, and you know they'll find a result from home. But they can't score goals, and everyone around them—that's who they need to overcome. I've got some sort of firepower. Um, Everton, you can see, could eke out a big result at home. I think their home form will keep them up. Leeds, the points they've got—it's just—I think it's just too much. Watford, I think they've left themselves a little bit up too too much to do because you also have to look at the goal difference. Although it's not a lot, it's still inferior to Everton. So that's effectively another point. So I think ultimately it's be the the ones who are there now in the relegation zone, so the quagmire, um, <laughs> as Big Sam likes to say. I think that's how it will stay. Cool, cool. Talking of Big Sam, Big Sam, who were your three to get relegated? Um, I'll have to concur with FBJ here. Uh, I think the three that currently occupy the quagmire in the relegation zone are the three that are going to go down. Um, Norwich. Despite change of manager, they had a bit of a a bit of a rally. Uh, won two games in the trot, but they haven't won any of their last five. Um, so, as we said before on the show, Dean Smith is preparing for life in the championship. Um, and I think I, I think that came from Stowe in the beginning. Uh, Burnley, as much as I go on about the turf, um, my boys at the turf, I think it's <laughs> I think it's time. They're getting turfed out of the division, mate. Yeah, they're getting turfed out of the division. The acquisitions of Venkois um, and even my man saw there as well, Cornet. I mean, they've got Man City next, and I had a feeling that they may get some sort of result, but Man City, remember, they drew against Palace, so they're like, they're going to be like hungry wolves, you know, uh, going after blood, so Burnley may get absolute slapping um, in the next day. And as for Watford, uh, I mean, change of manager again. Defensively, they look slightly better. Chicho Hernandez um, showing a bit of form. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, not so much as earlier on, um, even though I put all my chips in him in FPL. Not so many <laughs> Um But yeah, it, it, it's 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 they may win one of those, even all of those three may win the odd game, but it's it's, it's not going to be enough. Um, Everton, that Newcastle game, it, it in terms of footballing quality, it wasn't great. In terms of everything else, the guy pinning himself to the goalpost, the some of the tackling, the, the decisions, um, had everything else going for it apart from football, and. But the atmosphere was fantastic at Goodison. So I think something about that game, that result, will drive Everton to safety. And I think Leeds will also be fine as well. Well, the Everton has got pumped in the cup by Palace. Mm-hmm. Surely their confidence is going to be shattered by that. Yeah, but for, for League, though, for League, I mean, it's better that they're out of that competition and that they can focus on survival. 
if I'm being honest, it's a blessing in disguise. The funny thing with Everton is that looking at the remaining games, I only think that they're definitely going to beat Brentford. And even that's not an easy tie. Mm. Well, I say tie, it's not cup, an easy game. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I do. Mm. I'm I'm gonna go with the three that don't at the moment to go down, but only just because I've got Norwich getting no more than twenty four points. I've got um, Burnley. Mm. I've only got them getting thirty one. And then and what for them 30, Martha, and Burnley only on 31. But you you just know that even if they do go down, Burnley are gonna have something to say. They they're gonna they're gonna mess up something for someone, whether it be within the title race. Um those city are coming up, it looks like you're expecting City to absolutely smash them. Um whether it be that or and they're playing teams. It is, they're perfectly capable of getting results, Burnley, against Everton, Southampton, Watford, maybe even Wolves. And obviously they pay Norwich, which is a massive six-pointer. So I think Burnley are going to fight this until the last day. But it might just be, just because of the fact they don't score enough goals, it might not just be enough for them. So I'm probably going to go with Norwich, um, Watford and Burnley. But I don't know, I've got a sneaky feeling about Burnley though. So then... <laughs> It would be, I'd have to go Leeds. I think Brentford with those wins, those recent wins, obviously they lost to Leicester. They had enough chances to get a draw there. Um, but I think that was enough for Brentford to do it. But still, I don't know with Leeds. As much as I know that they can cut teams open and score against them, even with Marsh in charge now, it's so many injuries and that at the back. I don't know. So... With great teeth, I'm going to go Burnley, but it could be, it might be Leeds, you know, it might be Leeds. But I'm going to go, right as of now, I'm going to go with Burnley. I've I got a question. Do you guys think that Watford would have stayed up if they got Hodgson straight after, um, I've forgotten the name of the manager was there at the beginning of the season, who actually didn't do, in terms of the results, it wasn't a bad string of results. But instead of going for um, Ranieri, would they have stayed up if they'd gone for Hodgson? I mean, it still might stay up, but like, do you think I don't know about that. I just think anyone who's in charge, I don't think they're defenders. I don't think they're defenders are good enough. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, because didn't well, <laughs> Ranieri was also in charge when they sat Man United, wasn't he? Yes, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just don't, don't think they're, they're defenders are good enough. But I, and I said that at the start of the season, I said that usually, and to an extent I'm contradicting myself, because usually I say that if a team's going to stay up, they need someone to get 10 to 12 goals. And um, Dennis, I didn't expect him to be him because he's never been outrageously prolific in his career. But I was saying that they could get that in him or King. So I was saying that it will be their defence that lets them down. I'm not a huge fan of Troost and Kong or... Um, Kafka or any other centre back, Capacelli, these guys. I'm not like, I'm not massive. What do they got now? The, hmm? What points have Watford got now? Watford have got 22. 22, yeah, 22. I've got them finishing on 28 points. Ooh, I had them finishing on 30, but still that would have them going down. So we're on the same wave, we're on the same wavelength there, but that, that, yeah, that will still put them down. But look, actually, Fletcher's not even got any 
pitch time this season. I mean, Kucho's only just getting his time now. I spoke about him at the start of the season. Me and Sam did a, a preview of the season on the radio show. So Kucho, Ismail Asar, obviously the same names that Stowe said earlier, but I just think defensively, they won't have enough to keep them up. But saying that, if they can keep most of that core together, to FBJ's discretion, they'll come back up again. <laughs> well, if, if the keeper doesn't focus too much on his fucking podcast and having a camera in the goal, <laughs> he'll be all right. Isn't it? The cycling goalkeeper. Yeah. Fucking idiot. The cycling keeper, man, like Foster. <laughs> now, now, still, we used to play for your club. <laughs> yeah, what did he do? Listen, the best thing he said is about the atmosphere at St. James's Park. That's the best stadium with the best atmosphere. So I let him off. <laughs> man, like, man like Ben Hamid Foster, you know. You know what I mean? Like Ben Hamid. Right. So that's relegation done. So let's go up then to who's going to be the fifth, sixth, seventh? Who's going to get those Europa League and Europa Conference League places? And this could be Concha. But in fact, no, no, actually, we'll do these together, right? Champs and thing, because would we agree? No, Arsenal are only five points behind um, Chelsea. We agree yeah, that Chelsea, Chelsea will, will still come third, right? So let's go four, five, six, seven, right? Who so so then it's less who's gonna get fourth, and then we can sort out the Europa League places. <laughs> Who wants? Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? No, actually, I'll go first because I just went last on the relegation one. I'll go first because I've been hurting my head calculating right <laughs> what what exactly is going to go on. Have they got a date for Tottenham and Arsenal? No, they're trying to squeeze it in to make it so interesting. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying ah. to because this yeah. is the tricky one here. When I calculated without putting that game there, I had the most that these not could get on. I had it for going from 67 points to 69 points because I think United might fall too short. And at the start, I thought that it would be them because I, I, I still think there's... I don't think the players have bought fully into what Rangnick's doing. So I'm not sure that they're going to have enough regardless of how many goals that they score. I still think that they can drop some silly points and they've got to play Liverpool... Obviously, um, and asked, yeah, they've got to play Arsenal, they've got to go to the Emirates, haven't they? Yeah, United, right? Um, so that game is vital. So, as it stands, I'm good, it might shock a few. I'm going to go with Tottenham fourth, you know. I'll flip flap between the three all season. I think that they're going to nick fourth from Arsenal by one point, right? By one point. So then that would leave my Europa League positions would be Arsenal 5th, United 6th and then West Ham 7th but Wolves are not going to Wolves are, are going to get especially if, if West Ham got, can somehow get through in the next round and then go on to play Barcelona, whoever I think they'll look to win the Europa League and Wolves might even be able to sneak 7th Let's be real, bro. If they get through, they're going to play Barcelona and Barcelona will slap them. Yeah? <laughs> slap. I'm telling you for free, they will get slapped. This ain't severe. This is Jean-Paul. You're getting slapped. <laughs> man, man said Uber, yeah? Uber stacking. Patrick. But anyway, 
digress. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm probably I'm flip flap between the three teams all season. Some season I was like, yeah, it's gonna be United, and I went Arsenal, and now I'm coming with the late change. I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm going Tottenham. I'm changing like the weather out here. So yeah, Tottenham, Arsenal, United, West Ham. You want to go next? Well, Jaboni, because Jaboni, Jaboni were very loudly there. Was that like, interesting? I, I, uh, I think West Ham are out of it. If we're talking about that fourth place, I think West Ham, the defeat to Spurs, that's them gone. And Wolves, whatever faint hopes they had, the Leeds games paid to that. So you really are looking one from three. I still am going to say my United. It's, it goes against complete logic. But the firepower they still possess on paper, even though they're not clicking... And Ronaldo's still there where they can turn it on. That's it. Arsenal are a better team than them in terms of form and they, they, they're playing as a better team. Um, Conte's getting results. I think um, the whole win-lose, 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 lose-lose, win is kind of... He's getting some results. But I, I still think when it comes to the crunch, when you've got that attacking verve, I still think United... Um, they're four points that's a lot of points Arsenal have to drop there then because obviously they've still got to play each other but mm. Arsenal have got a game in hand and they're four points ahead of them yeah but their game in hand is against Chelsea Arsenal's one <laughs> so it's not like gimmies you know they've got to play Chelsea they've got to play um, Spurs they've got to play Man United these are you know they're the best team out of everyone in terms of form but I still I'm still looking at the individual quality there and I still think can possibly turn it around because you could put a blanket over them and there isn't that many points difference between all of them. Um so I, I'm 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 gonna say my United I've stuck with them. I think they've been poor this season, but I still think the the quality of there at the sharp end will get them over the line just fourth and New Year Europa. Oh, my Europa... Europa in Conference League and your favourite competition. You and Brendan Rodgers' favourite competition. <laughs> yeah. Europa, the Europa Conference League. I think, OK, so United will get fourth. I will say Arsenal will get fifth. Sixth will be Spurs. I actually think Wolves might finish seventh ahead of West Ham because yeah. of what you guys also said as well. I think, I think West Ham, <clears throat> Bowen being out, has really hit them from a league point of view. They managed to get through to the to the well, we quarterfinals of the, the Europa League, but I think that whole um, push and they'll probably throw all the eggs in one basket regarding uh, Europa League. That that might just see them tail off a little bit in the league. So yeah, that's my um, that's my that's my uh, outlay as to who finishes where in the mid pack. Uh, of the Premier League. Well, was that the X pack? Mid <laughs> <laughs> pack. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Right. <laughs> D, we. <laughs> I let Sam go first. I let Sam go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want him to go for your homework, yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, Arsenal are the form team and they're fourth and they've got a game in hand against Chelsea, but. I've been saying, like every day, I've been saying Man United. Um, I, I just feel as if 
they will sneak it. And um, with Arsenal, if you look at their, their remaining fixtures, about two of them, you could say, are con- are, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to win those two games. I would say possibly against Brighton, Southampton, but they've got games against Palace away. They've got to play United. They've got to play West Ham away. Um, yeah, I think the run is a lot trickier than a lot of the fans are are, are, are saying. And um, I just feel as if they will falter. I can't trust them completely to solidify fourth. Well, I mentioned um, from the chest, they will falter. I think they'll falter. I think they'll falter. Um, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be quite nervous. I mean, if 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 I'm if they prove me wrong, and they win, like say their next five games, then they're on course. You know, I, I can't argue with that. But I mean, Palace is next, and then we've got Brighton at home, Southampton away, Chelsea's maybe the game in hand, and then it's the United game, and then after that they've got West Ham at the London Stadium. They're gonna falter. They're gonna falter, and I think, like if we just saying, there's something about Man United that in in towards the closing the end of the season, they just manage to kind of do what needs to be done. Um, I mean, when Oli was in charge last season, they just they got fourth, didn't they? So they were what? second. They, they were second. They were second. Sorry, sorry. I think you're thinking about the season before. The season before. Sorry. Um. So yeah, I I. I, I don't see them doing it. Um, but Arsenal for fifth. Uh, Tottenham, who have also done well in recent weeks. Sixth and West Ham seventh. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's go still. Then, 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 then wrap this up because I can tell by looking at his face, he's got something in the store. He's going to cast one of us. Still, they're saying your team are going to get fourth. <laughs> are, are they? <laughs> Before I answer that question, I'm just going to say this, and I'm not saying this to be controversial or anything, but there's a big chance Chelsea might end up fourth. And the reason why I say this is because they've got Brentford at the weekend, Mm -hmm. then they've got Real Madrid, Mm -hmm. then they've got Southampton, then they've got Real Madrid, then they've got Palace in the semi-final, then they've got Arsenal. Now, something tells me that they might take the foot off the gas, Brentford Brentford and Southampton. And we know that when they go to Southampton, they do struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Brentford's never going to be an easy game, especially with uh, Tony being in form and then picking up with Ericsson doing well. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea might they really, slip up. They, Brentford really gave it to Chelsea in that game at um, their ground. If it wasn't for Mendy, they would have conceded about five. <laughs> Chelsea might make some changes. Say, can I just say... Real teams go to Brentford and Southampton and pick up three points at each. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Real cheese. <laughs> I just throw that in there, right? <laughs> Bruno! It's a real Bruno. But, yeah, so I think there's a there's a big chance that Chelsea might might slip and then fourth. And I'm, I, get, I think Arsenal are going to get third place, man. I think with the amount of games they've got left without the distraction of, of Europe. They've been lucky with injuries this season. They haven't had that many big injuries. I think Arteta Arteta's doing something really good there. And I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves because don't forget he he joined the club at a time when 
it was very, very toxic on and off the pitch. And granted, a lot of his signings were very questionable, like Villian and, and Marie, but they backed him in the summer. He brought in a lot of players to solidify them defensively. The goalkeeper, the, the signing was very questionable, but he's proved everyone wrong, or most people wrong, and Arteta has proved everyone right. He got rid of Aubameyang, Ozil, Guendouzi, Kalasinac, that little click. That, that toxicity's gone. Odegaard is looking like the player that Real Madrid wanted when they signed him. Players like Tommy Asu, that Tierney's been brilliant. Saka, undoubtedly one of the best players of the season. And if I remember rightly, after the, the pod, the, the, um, the final with England, I said Saka might have a similar season. I wouldn't say in terms of success, uh, medals-wise, but in terms of his... Uh, the trajectory going up in terms of his ability, similar to Beckham when he got sent off against um, uh, Argentina in '98. I thought Saka was going to have a similar kind of, and it's it's pretty much worked out that way in in that sense. So I think Arsenal might get third place. I don't think they've got the what's it called? You know when um, Troy Deeney said they don't have the cojones. I think they've yeah. got them in in abundance now. Yeah. You know, I think they've that, got that, that little. They were very resolute um, in that win over Villa. Last season, they wouldn't have won that game. And Watford, you know the shithouser in the last five minutes? <laughs> they, they, haven't, they haven't done that for years. They haven't done that for years. And I think we're seeing that. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, the next season they're going to challenge for the title. No, but you're seeing the progress there. And I think they'll get results. I think they'll beat United 100%. They'll beat them at the Emirates 100%. I don't care who Man United have got in their squad. They're not going to beat Arsenal. I'm telling you this now. <laughs> um, so I, I can see Chelsea slipping to fourth, Arsenal getting third, fifth Tottenham and sixth United. I've got no faith in this United at all. At all. <laughs> Whoa. None whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> well, saying that, I've got United sixth as well. Yeah. You, no, yeah. you make an interesting point regarding Arsenal, Pippin, Chelsea, because I did think that going into the Chelsea-Newcastle game. That's why I started it. And I was yeah. saying that it's only five points. I wanted to see if actually, someone actually thought Arsenal would finish above Chelsea. Or not. I, I thought that. And then because Chelsea won, I thought, no, there's, 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 there's too much. And I still don't think Arsenal would do it. But yeah, no, it, it, it did cross my mind. Newcastle got done over. They 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 were playing against <laughs> they're playing against the fifteen men, you know, uh, Chelsea <laughs> yeah. and all yeah. of the officials. Yeah. And, and all and of Stockley that. Park as man, man Stockley Park as well, boy. You know, yeah. <laughs> boy. But who you got seventh still? Um, West Ham or um, Wolves? I, I think Wolves. I, I like what they're doing there. <clears throat> the beginning of the season, they were struggling to score goals, but they were defensively solid. Yep. And um, we're seeing how good Saar has been this season. I mean, I know he joined from Olympiagos and, you know, he, the Greek league, you can't really gauge like, that, how successful players are going to be. I mean, for fuck's sake, um, what's his name? The lad that was at Arsenal, um, he went to Bark, the striker. What was his name? Akpon. Akpon. He, he went to, to Greece and he won the league, mm -hmm. you know, with Bark. So you can't really say, oh, yeah, it's a fucking Makeda is there, for fuck's sake. You know, he's... <laughs> You know, so you can't really... All right, Olympiacos have been okay in Europe. They got results over Arsenal and I think uh, they, they just about lose to, to Wolves a couple of seasons ago. But 
you know, I'm not saying this because I know Danny Fishwick, who's the um, on the medical staff at Wolves, but you know, you can see that they're, they're playing better football. They're not as over reliant on a striker as they were under Nuno. They're getting goals from all over the pitch. I mean, they were happy to let Adama go, who undoubtedly was their main threat on on the wing. Mm. You know, Samedo has been fantastic at right wing back. Mm. I, I think that they'll get that place. And Neves is doing well. Moutinho's doing well. Mm-hmm. All right, I know uh, Jimenez is going to be suspended. Is it one game he's suspended for? Or is it two? Uh, two. It's two. Yeah, it's two. Okay. So, Maybe. but even still, it might even be free because it was. Was it a straight red against? Yeah. Leeds? No, second book. No, second book and second. Second book. Yeah. So it's probably one. It's probably one game then. No, it's the um, he, he clocked up in the first half of the season. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, that being said, I still think they've got enough to, to cement that place. And, and let's be honest, right? No disrespect to West Ham, but they've got this Europa League campaign and they're, they're riding a crest of a wave, but we know how demanding this league is. Mm-hmm. And if they lose their first leg, might they take their eye off the, the Premier League and focus on the second leg? You don't know. I think Wolves will, will get that that next spot. Cool, cool, cool. Right, D. <laughs> I know you got something cooking, brother. <laughs> well, not really. For well, first of all, I don't see Chelsea losing third place um, simply because the, the teams below them aren't good enough to catch them, in my opinion. Um, I think Chelsea. I think Tuchel want them to have a strong end to the season, regardless of who they're playing, whether it's the cup semi final or whatever. I think. I think they'll. Dispatch of Real Madrid, not comfortably, but they'll they'll get the job done. Um, I don't see them. Brentford, difficult. I don't see them struggling against Southampton. Um, and I think, is it? I just think they'll have enough. But fourth place, I've said from time ago, Arsenal are going to get fourth. And I'm sticking to it simply because, A, Arsenal are playing, they're playing good football. Um, like Stel said, Arteta's done a good job there, um, getting rid of all the, the deadwood and the, and the controversial figures. They've got a, a sense of belief now, I think, and they're playing with confidence. They're not pushovers anymore. And had they capitulated after the Liverpool result, which they could have done, um, I think that win against Villa was very, very key for them. Yeah, And... I think they'll have enough to see out the season. I still think next season you're going to see how erratic, just how erratic Ramsdale is. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't trust him, but he's, he's riding the crest of the waves. Of I, I agree, brother. I agree. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. With Ramsdale, it's like I've always said about England goalkeepers for years, like Robinson, Joe Hart, uh, Pickford. It's like they drink 15 cans of Red Bull before every game and they play that song. <laughs> that's and that's it. You know, they they, they themselves up so much, man. They run up the like That's what Ramsdale is. And a lot of it's for the cameras as well because he's smart, though. Sorry to, to cut you off there, but he's very smart because he knows if he does all of these things, this this charade, this theatre, it gets him in the fans' good Attention. books. And yeah, we know it. what Arsenal yeah. fans are like on social that's media. No disrespect. D-Man was saying like they, 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 they will gash you to the high they will gash you to the high heaven I'd love to play for them if I was a player I'd love to play for Arsenal no matter what if I do mm. one or two good things I'm a superstar yeah and they will <laughs> back Bro, me yeah. if Pascal Segan was still playing for him he'd be up for a Ballon d'Or for the <laughs> but, but no but, but you've got to rate you've got to rate their fans though you've got to oh, rate yeah. them because that love for the 
quickly. That's and the thing is, that's what that's what they've got at the moment. There's a fans are behind. The Emirates is now rocking. The Emirates mm-hmm. has never been rocking ever. Yeah, but now every game you can hear the fans. They're back in the players, and it's transcending to the pitch. So, and they've got a bag of you, talent, man. They've do you got, see? Do you see it being a coincidence that AFTV have gone downhill and all of a sudden Arsenal are doing well? well but, is it a coincidence? Partly, yeah, but partly because obviously. They're not um, losing. What's his face is banged up? What's his face is banged up? And um All the characters. And obviously the main person that they had has got his own thing now. The yeah. whole well, the whole troops and that. So it's gonna happen, yeah. isn't it? You look what they have got on the pitch now. They've got listen, how they're getting away with no striker, I don't know, because they're not Man City out here, because Lacazette <laughs> is a bum. Yeah. <laughs> he cannot finish for but he's leading the team, so I'll give him credit. But Martinelli Saka, yeah. Odegaard, Smith Rowe with his fit and he's coming Smith off Rowe, the pitch, yeah. onto yeah. the pitch. And then the midfield seemed to have sorted himself out with Xhaka and Partey. Xhaka, Partey and Odegaard, yeah, yeah. they really yeah. lose when them yeah. three are playing, really. I still think it needs improving if they're going to be absolutely yeah, next season. But Xhaka's still a walking card though. But you know, Oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Cool. But they've got a, a relatively settled back four as well. Um, yeah. I think... What's his name on the right hand side? Um, Tomiyasu. No, no, no. The one who's oh, Cedric. 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 Listen, he's the weak link. Let's be honest, because it's mad now, isn't it? Obviously, it's a bigger club, but when he first came at Southampton, I thought yeah, he, he was really he was, good. Was, <laughs> yeah, he seemed to give me like the Gucci vibes, but um, <laughs> I tell you what, he's he's a better option than Bellerin was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. Be- Bellerin always relied on his pace. It's like with pace, Carl Walker, yeah. take the pace out of their game. I mean, they they, they couldn't afford to make a mistake over 10, 15 yards because they break it up within the right seconds. Pace, yeah. But the, the thing with Arsenal, they've got a good centre-back pairing in Ben White and Gabriel, yeah. But I, I still think next season it needs improving. Yeah, if they're going to... That's another... They, they, but I don't think they will. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're gonna. That's, that's ben White, the, Ben White's the fans talking of players. They gas up. Ben White is their Lord and Savior, bro. Yeah. And <laughs> listen, Tierney when he's fit is a very good player. Yeah? yeah. So I think pound for pound they have a good enough enough first eleven. Yeah. Arguing 12, 13, who can who can do a job and they've got enough confidence and the way they're playing at the moment. Like like Stel said, I think they'll beat United. Yeah. They won't beat Chelsea. But there's not many other games left that I think are that difficult for them. If they beat Palace on a Monday, I think that's it. I think I think I think they're they're almost home and dry. The Spurs one they can afford to draw. They don't think West Ham away. Nope. I think they'll comfortably beat West Ham. Yeah. But are they going to beat Newcastle? What West Ham have to play? Are they going to beat Newcastle? Because I don't think so. Oh, no, they're not beating (laughs) Second to last game. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I, I. I can actually see Arsenal giving a team a hiding as well from now yeah, to the end of the season. Like the, you know, a four or five. It might be Brighton. It might be okay, Southampton. I can see them. Give, it might be. That's the last day of the season, isn't it? It'll be needs to get the Emirates. To get the Emirates to get the but the thing is, well, first of all, Newcastle got one big scalp left in a minute. So it's either Man City, Liverpool, or Arsenal <laughs> take your pick. One of them three are not beating Newcastle. Yeah. But, <laughs> but with, with, with Spurs and United... The reason why I think Spurs will run them the close is because Spurs now have, I think, for the rest of the season, they've got a break between each game and that's when they usually perform. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that will give them a, a bit of momentum. United, I just can't trust them. 
Yeah, I, I just can't trust them. I think they will drop way too many points before the end of the season. I just think there's there's too much going on there. They they haven't got a permanent manager. There's all this talk about Ten Hag and Pochettino or whatever. Pogba situation not sorted. We don't know what's going to happen with Ronaldo. The whole Greenwood thing. There's too much going on behind the scenes. And like I said, they're not buying into what Ragnick's trying to do. Like, and they know. Let's be honest. Ragnick's there to to, to see who's the bad egg and who's not. Yeah, so he can report to the new manager yeah, or whatever. Cool. So yeah, yeah. It's not about it's not about playing well, it's about behaving. Yeah. So I just yeah. don't think there's enough harmony in that squad. They've got mm-hmm. the quality individually, but they can't play as a team. And yeah, but these, you know what? The, the, there's a there's a lot of fixtures left for United where you're looking at them and you think, I don't think these players are gonna fancy it. Exactly. You know, Everton away. Mm-hmm. Brentford at home ain't gonna be easy. No, Brighton away. Chelsea away, Palace away. I mean, these games you you you've got to look. Even at, you've got, got to play. Oh no, you have to actually. So you you got to look at these. Okay, Leicester is is uh, Saturday. It's a five thirty. All right, you're going to say, oh, Trafford's going to be rocking. But Leicester have been such a difficult team for for United over the past exactly. few years. You know, Everton. Okay, they're shit, but they're fighting for their lives, and it's mm. going to be the fans are going to be up for it. Okay, Norwich at home, but Norwich have beaten United at Old Trafford. We're under yeah, you, listen, that, yeah. that, that was what I was going to say, though, still, because that game when you beat Norwich 1 0 with the Cristiano penalty, me and D dissected that on the show. For large parts of that game, Norwich were the better team, yeah. but yeah. they just know not enough, not rapid mm. enough on the counter attack. But the thing is, they, I, don't so, think, I don't think there's a team left that United played that actually have that, that fear United. Yeah? No, of course not. And and that's the thing. And like Norwich, Norwich will probably relegate down there, relegate by them. They got nothing to fear. They're gonna come out and start mm-hmm. balling them. Yeah? yeah. So it's it's like I just don't trust. I don't trust. Now they're out of the Champions League. I think that was their that was the last bit of hope of their season. I think now mm-hmm. that that's done, I don't think they've got the fight in them. I really don't. So I think bro, hip I, I, a point. I gave up on top four after the Southampton game at home because that first half. They should have been clear. They should have been yeah. clear. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they let Southampton back in the game and almost lost it. You know. Lost, and yeah. then you look at the players. Listen, a lot of these players don't have the mineral minerals for a fight. They yeah. don't have it. Rashford doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Sancho. Do you know what? I feel sorry for the lad because mm. I've I've been very critical of him because I don't really rate anyone or anything that comes from Dortmund. You know me. I don't. I don't. But he's come with a big price tag. He's, he's joined United where the level of expectancy is up here. And I think he's done pretty well, especially the you know back end of, of, of this season. Well, yeah, since, I don't know, December time, he's done pretty well. But then you look at Luke Shaw, liability, Maguire. I, I don't really have anything to say that hasn't been said about him. You know, right back. You know, who, who is the right back? You know, who, who is it? Is, is it Wan Bissaka? Is it, is it Dallow? Dallow's fucking turgid. You know, the middle of the park, mm-hmm. you've got Matic is probably the best ball player in the centre midfield, mm-hmm. right? It, it's him or Fred. Fred has done well. I, I, I've got to give him his props. He's done well. He's yeah. coming. Yeah. 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 McTominay is McTominay. Okay. He's like Marmite. Yeah. You mm-hmm. either love him or you hate him. Pogba, for me, I think he's probably United's most technically gifted player. But again, mm-hmm. no one can get a tune out of him. No one can. Bruno Fernandes, too erratic for me. I don't mm. rate him. I haven't mm. rated him 
and, and people are going to get on my back for this. They, they could talk to me about stats all you want. But when mm. you're 12 yards out with an open goal and you want to smash the ball or siphon it <laughs> in like you did against Middlesbrough. There's only one Bruno we talk about anyway. So. <laughs> you know, so so who is in, who is there to say who's your match winner? You could tell Ronaldo's getting frustrated, but when you don't have the supply line that he was used to at Juve and Real Madrid, you know, you've gone from being supplied by Luka Modric to who? <laughs> who? You know, Rashford's getting pissed off. Lingard doesn't want to play for the club. You know, Martial doesn't, Sevilla don't even want Martial. We're saying even Cavani's not even been utilised. So there's so much wrong. And mm. God bless David De Gea, the poor bloke. I've been one of his biggest critics. I've said, when you come into Man United, you've got Peter Schmeichel's name to live up to. Yeah. yeah. For me, he, Schmeichel was the GOAT for me of all time for goalkeepers, right? People could say Buffon, no, sorry. Schmeichel for me was the one because he had everything as a goalkeeper. Distribution, command of the area, everything, shot stopping. I look at De Gea, the one thing he lacks, communication. He's a butto, he's a pussy man. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. He doesn't come, he doesn't come for catches. And look at him, look at the goals that we conceded over the years from him. Don't get me wrong, shot stopper, fantastic. But his don't command of the area is terrible. His starting position is terrible. So many times I've seen balls played over the top. He doesn't want to run out, he doesn't want to clear the ball. He's too scared, he's brittle. And he's been like that since Andy Carroll smashed him in his first season. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I look at this team again, Varane has come in. He hasn't got a defensive partner. He looks to his left. He's thinking, what the fuck is this guy? He's thinking of Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is this guy? You've know? <laughs> <laughs> gone from winning World Cups, winning Champions League, Sergio Ramos. Can you imagine if Sergio Ramos was centre-back with, with Varane at Man United? We wouldn't concede goals because people would be too scared. But we've got this guy. Listen, I don't want to go into Harry Maguire because everyone's done Harry Maguire, but whatever. He's not good enough. But... For me, Lindelof is probably the best defensive partner for, for Maguire. He's less of a liability, uh, Varane, sorry. He's less of a liability than Maguire. I've gone all day about United like I did last time, but nothing <laughs> changes. Nothing changes at Man United, right? And I'll go back to this again. Fucking you have a set-piece coach out of 158 corners, only two goals scored. What is this? I'm not even exaggerating. That was a stat against Spurs. So... Come on, man. Darren Fletcher. Oh, Man United Academy is one of the best in the country. Darren, why is your son at Man City then? <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm done. I mean, just just because I know FEJ wants to say something as well. The only the only reason why I'm sticking with United for fourth, despite everything that D Man because you're on drugs. Has said yeah, <laughs> that that too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't deny it. Well, look, well, look at him. He's not even denying it. Look at him, man. Repo. Double D knows that on drugs. I just think that despite the the, the turgid football, uh, Man United are a team of moments. You know, they live on moments. And not anymore. Not anymore. What moments have they had this season? Yeah, yeah. What moments have they had this season? They've had plenty of opportunity, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to try and put words in Big Sam's mouth, but we're coming to what I officially call the business end of the end season. Of the season. And it's Here about big Here players showing up and, 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 and character. And you just feel... Yeah, but still, it, it's still Ronaldo. It's still Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo at this Manchester. It's Cristiano, thank you. Yeah, but, but, 
but but the point is is that I, I, you know I, I can understand where Sam's coming from. You can you've got what's happened in the season so far, mm. and then now you've got this is this is like starting fresh. It's all you know. It, you will see some crazy results. We'll see like oh where did this team come from? This that the other. I can understand why Sam's saying and it, it's it kind of goes along the same ways of how I see it with United. It's just the big moments, the big players. Because at the end of the day, there's a Champions League carrot at the end of it. Have um, they still got to play Chelsea again? Uh, yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Have they got to play This is the thing, You're saying the big moments, the big players. Bar Cristiano, who who are the big players at the club at Man United? I mean, you, you, you still like Varane. He's not a bad player. De Gea, he's not a bad player. Um, what big moments are they going to have? Yeah, but, but this is what I'm saying. If you go by logic for the for what's gone on this season, you'll say, okay, this one's got no chance. But when we get to this stage of the season, things happen, and it's about, I mean, completely different circumstances. But it was looking peak for Liverpool to get into the Champions League, and then they went on a run of winning their last eight out of ten games or something like that. The cream usually does rise to the Liverpool top. Liverpool had Salah, Mane, and Klopp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, two of two of the names you've mentioned, two men of the main names you've mentioned, big players, characters. So that that's that's who's been that's, consistent throughout the season. Exactly, that's why I was asking you, United, because you said De Gea and Varan. We know who they are, but who do they play with? Harry Maguire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but it's, 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 I, 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 I hear what Sam's saying, and I know you know it's somewhat what I feel I as what well. You're yeah, but no, the question I was going to ask Stel, because there's still a formula where Man United could not even have any European football. Do you think that would be a good thing for United? Um, somewhat yeah. kind of a reset. They need to reset anyway, but it would hasten the reset button. That Right, from top to bottom, everything needs to change. Bro, as a staunch anti-Glazer person, no European football would be like the biggest orgasm I've had ever. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Because there's there's no guaranteed revenue. Yeah, mm. they they'd be shitting themselves knowing for that there'll be players wanting to leave. They mm. wouldn't be able to attract as many big names as they'd like. Um, a lot of it hinges on on European football, even Europa League. You know, as as sad as it sounds, some money does come in from the Europa League. It's not Champions League level. But they need that money to, to keep going. And, you know, for me, if the, the more you... This is going to sound really bad because I want... obviously want United to be successful, but I gave up my season ticket because of these parasites. I, and and not, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. And Dean knows and Dan knows, for the past four or five years, my interest in United has gone downhill because of a lot of what happens on social media. You've got a lot of these Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, Ten Hag, Pochettino, Ole out, da 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 And it's like, you're ruining it for everyone because let's get it right. And I'm sure I said this on the last pod we did together. Man United's social media account, like they had a conference call and they were talking about social media engagement. Now, no disrespect to Nick Speakman whatsoever, but he founded Sporth. As you know, is like very similar to Lad Bible, very clickbait esque. United brought, in, brought him in as the head of global social media. 
So what does that tell you about the direction the club wants to go? It's all about creating more awareness, bringing in more commercial revenue. Oh, so, oh. huh? Louis Van Gaal said it best. But, but he was right. He was right. And do you know what? I'll, I'll say this like I told you guys on the, one of the first pods we did together a couple of years back when when um, when Ollie was still in charge. I said, right, when United interviewed Jurgen Klopp, Ed Woodward described Man United as football's version of Disney World. This wasn't me just bullshitting. It, Jurgen Klopp said it himself. Yeah. So why would anyone want to join a club where football isn't the key component here? Why? Why would any manager want to go there? I'm hearing Ten Hag, Pochettino. All right, if Pochettino goes to United, clearly he knows he can get a, a paycheck. Ten Hag will be crazy to go to United. Crazy. And he'll get found out anyway. Let's get it right. So with this group of players, how can you see United progressing? If United get into the Champions League, it will be a disaster as far as I'm concerned. Right? It will be a fucking disaster. But if they, as, from a fan perspective, that doesn't like the Glazers, it will be a disaster. Don't get me wrong. You know, you still still get all these fucking, you know, influencers and doing all their little podcasts. Oh, man, United are playing at Lisbon Madrid tonight. And what's going to happen? Well, they're going to get dicked for the shit. So, yeah, I mean, no, I've, I've been saying it for a few years now. United need one or two years without European football. That way, it will affect the club in terms of players coming in, players leaving. Perhaps United will sign players that want to play for the club. Do you get what I'm saying? That want that challenge. Because for me, there are a lot of players at this club that perhaps don't want that challenge anymore. They, they know that they can get a better challenge elsewhere. Perhaps the challenge to qualify for Europe isn't the challenge that they want. The challenge that they want is to win trophies. And that's not happening. So the likes of maybe Pogba, De Gea, um, Varane or whoever, they'll say, right, we, we don't want that. And maybe United need to do what perhaps Newcastle are doing and sign players that want to fight for their place. United need to go back to basics and strip everything down, everything down. But that's not going to happen because the more money that comes in from different ventures, the more the club's going to stagnate. And I'm sorry, it goes back to the higher-ups. What yeah, can I tell no, you? It's, it's the same it's, shit. It's in a completely different way, but there are some similarities. Arsenal didn't get into Europe this season. All of a sudden, Stan, you know, they were a little bit more, you know... Uh, active in, in terms of investment there is some sort of plan where we're going with youth and thus far it's proven dividends how long it will last don't know but at least you can see actually there's some building blocks with united you're right you're it's, right it's because about, I, yeah under Wenger's last few seasons and even to some certain extent um unai emery's they went through this like let's make a big name signing alexis sanchez mesa erzul um who was it? Aubameyang, obviously. Mkhitaryan came in. And these were signings to pacify supporters. Do you remember that summer when they, they didn't sign anyone and all of a sudden they brought in that Four Brazilian things. left back? Yeah. They brought in Mertesacker. They brought in... Yeah, you, I can't remember their names. Was it even Arteta, one of them? Andre yeah, yeah, that was off yeah. the back of the 8-2. Yeah, that was off the back and, of the 8-2. Yeah, the 8-2. Yeah. They brought Mertesacker and um, Arteta. And, and that's what they were doing. They were yeah, signing these players to shut up the fans. And that's what United have been doing. Every summer, it's like, oh, who are United going to sign? Wow, we signed Ronaldo. We're going to win the league. Sancho, we're going to win the league. It's like, that's not how it works. That clearly, you look at Liverpool, right? Perfect example. Salah wasn't like this world-class name that we know. He was doing bits for Fiorentina and, and, and yeah. uh, Roma, but he went under the radar. Mane, doing things at Southampton, again, under the radar. 
Firmino doing things in Germany under the radar. You need these players who you know that they can level up, but they're not at that level yet because mm. you give them that caveat. You give sorry, you give them that carrot on the stick, and you say, right, this is what you need to go for. Robertson was at Hull for fuck's sake, but they identified him as a as a quality player. Van Dijk did well at Celtic, went to Southampton. All right, he wasn't like this rock at Southampton, but you knew that there was something in him. They signed him, Allison. He did well at Liverpool. In fact, he was doing well at Roma. Didn't Liverpool yeah. knock Roma out of the Champions League semi-final? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. he scored five past them, people say I don't want him, even though right. he's been brilliant that season outside of that. You know, game. so you're, you're seeing these players. And, and again, with going back to, you know, with United and Liverpool, the parallels, Liverpool had Lovren. He wasn't doing well, but you know what? They brought in Van Dijk and he made him a better player. Mm-hmm. Maguire hasn't been doing well at United. They brought in Varane. But what's happened here is... Maguire's the 80 million pound player. <laughs> and yet he still hasn't improved with a better partner. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So the recruitment's been wrong. Look, say what you want about Newcastle and the Saudis coming in, right? But Eddie Howe has <clears> identified <throat> exactly the areas of the pitch that need improving. They needed uh, a left back. They signed one. They signed. A, they needed a right back. They signed one. They needed a central midfield that could play ball. They signed one. They, signed, they needed a striker to get them goals. Mm. Okay, we hasn't been scoring and firing on all cylinders. But he's a handful. Mm-hmm. United haven't been doing that. They've just been signing players for the sake of signing them. Yeah. With, 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 Doesn't make with, any sense. With Wood, though, Wood is first in the league in aerial jewels one now. He's so doing a job. He did so, well. obviously, though he's not been scoring freely, um, he's helped other areas of the team. But yeah. back, back to you, D, because you, we need to f- finish your position. So, you said Arsenal fourth. Sorry. Yeah. Who, who was fifth? First fifth. <laughs> I think Arsenal beat them by a point. Yeah. Um, and then you've got United sixth. Yeah. Quite a way back. Um, uh, have you got West Ham or Wolves seventh? West Ham and then Wolves. Um, I'll, I'll, Estelle is fine because obviously what you've said there, if you're a bit about United, I was going to ask you that anyway. So you've like just had the section earlier than what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? What's so. That? No, we said what you said then, the picture and picture had to say about United. I was going to ask you on that anyway, so it's fine. You, you did what I was going to ask when we finished up the position, so that's fine. So we've done that. So, D, I'm going to stick with you, just in regards, obviously, because Dell's just been talking on your team. Before we do, who's going to win the league to wrap up the podcast? Um, Newcastle, because as obviously, as I've said on the radio show, yeah. I think considering there was no director of football in place when all this started, I've been. I thought that you've bought very smartly. I think Dan Burns, you, you know me, since I first saw him at Brighton, I've been singing Dan Burns name, Big Dan Burns, on the radio show every week. I think you've made very shrewd purchases mm-hmm. and you've laid a base and foundation now to stay in the division. Yeah, And then that's when we're going to start seeing, bit by bit, we're going to start seeing the fireworks in terms of the purchases made just because of the spending power that you have. But I have to commend your club because I thought they've done very well. They've not been able to ransom by anybody yeah. in regards to the players that they've brought in. And I just think, I don't know who's been advising them. Obviously, they've got the Brighton guy now, but I just think they've been very sensible in terms of what they've done. And I think how... That nine game, however they finish the season now, that nine game on beating run that you went on is going to keep you guys up now. And yeah, yeah, and it, it, like you said, the, the 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 buyers that he's made have been very shrewd, and the positions that he's bought, um, centre forward, left back, right back, centre back, and centre midfield. Um, and let's be honest, 
Trip has been out for for most of the things. Um, Gamera's only just started started the games. Yeah, Fitzwood hasn't scored a goal. Matt Target has been very very good, and Dan yeah. Burns has been probably our best player, one of our best players. But yeah. it's also what he's done with the players, the existing players there. And we said it time and time again. Joe Linton, like what he obviously was a, bit, <laughs> a stroke of, a stroke of luck that Kieran Clark got sent off and he had to fill in that role. But since yeah. then, he's been playing exceptionally. He's got. He's finally got Joe Willett playing with confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got. You know, he brought back Shep, Fabian, Sharon to the team and dropped the cells. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon and and Burn together have been pretty solid. Um, and even listen, we've been playing with our third choice right back for the last few games because even has been injured, so his yeah. has been, been playing there, and even he has been pretty decent. But our midfield mm-hmm. of Shelby, Joe Linton, and um, Willock has been. Immense, and then you've got Fraser doing the job on the wing, like Fraser, yeah. who wouldn't, you know, who, who, who totally forgot about him under Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce didn't trust him, <laughs> you know, his confidence was low. Now, was it skin. was it Wolves that you not played under Bruce? Or Bruce had him playing like as a DM or something like that. Absolute foolishness. But the more the promising thing for me is that Newcastle now have some sort of identity and how they want to play. They're keeping the ball a lot better, creating more opportunities. But we're still being pragmatic because Eddie Howe knew we couldn't just change it, do a, a wholesale changes overnight because that would be too much considering he was in a relegation dogfight. But you can see slowly but surely he's making these, these changes. And I'm not going to say we're safe yet, but we should stay up. So if that happens, we can we can get rid of the, some of the, say the dead wood, but the, the aging players and the players that aren't playing and ain't playing well, get rid of them. Bring in, I'd say, four to five new players. Um, and it'll be, it'll be. I'm looking forward to next season. I will, well, once we're safe, I can look forward to next season. But so far, so good. We'll see. We'll see what Eddie Howe can do with a bit of money and, and a settled and a, and, a, and a pre-season under his belt, shall we say. So we'll see. But I'm not getting ahead of my station. I still think top 10 next season will be amazing. Like, I'm not saying we should be challenging for Europe or top four like next season or stuff like that, but a top ten finish, a comfortable top ten finish, I'll be happy with that. Cool, 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 cool. Right. So let's wrap it up then with the, the big one. The big one. They looked over. Well, apparently Chelsea won this league in October, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> then it looked over. Um New Year with Man City ahead of Liverpool by was it fourteen points? I'm sure there was a week to be played late and they were 16 ahead at a stage. Yeah, um, three games more played or something like that. And, um, but now we've got a title race on hands. But guys, who is going to win the title? Let me start with <laughs> one of the two non-Liverpool people. And I'm going to start with uh, Stel. <laughs> I know this is like picking like this is <laughs> you you'd like both teams not to win it, but um, who who's gonna get over the line? Well, first of all, it's like choosing the lesser of the two evils. <laughs> I mean, you look at Liverpool and they're just as, if not more, successful domestically than United, and then you look at City who. Okay, they're winning things and they're they're slowly catching up, but they're still a a fair way behind. And I'd say, yeah, Liverpool are probably the bigger of the two evils. But then when you look at both owners and you think, well, I don't think Liverpool's owners have been 
sports washing or being responsible for the death of thousands of innocent people. So then you got to look at City saying they're the biggest evil and they've been hiding, they've been hiding sexual abuse from coaches on players for years, but we're not going to go into that. Um, oh God. I, I'm, I'm just stating fact again. There's, there's, there's no conjecture here. It's just fact. Um, in all fairness, mate, I said this at the beginning of the season to a, a friend who also has a podcast. I'm not going to mention his name because it's not fair. And I said at the beginning of the season, if Liverpool can avoid the injury problems they had last season, they will win the league. And I, and I stand by it. Um, I think City's biggest mistake was not signing a striker in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I stand by it. How can you not replace... Listen, it's impossible to replace Sergio Aguero. Probably the greatest ever Premier League striker. Mm-hmm. Um, Say what? So the, oh, yeah. <laughs> Louder! <laughs> it's, fact. it's fact. But you can't replace Aguero. But you need to find someone that can get you goals. And yes, City get goals from all over the pitch. And we've seen them getting last-minute winners from Rodri and all that. But they, they, there's something about them this season that makes me believe that they'll go to places like Palace, for example, and they'll drop points because they don't have that killer in front of goal. And they're always looking for that extra pass in the box this season. I don't know what it is. Maybe because they've got too many midfielders, you know? And I think with Liverpool bringing in the um, uh, Luis, what's his name? Luis uh, Diaz. Diaz, They've added an extra dimension to their their side. Thiago obviously has been in in and out of the team. Vinaldum, they haven't missed him at all. Um, defensively, all right, they're playing a higher line. Really, still? I listened to certain uh, podcasts where they said Liverpool are assistant team and we're now doing the system, so Liverpool won't get top four this season. That's why I was hearing it at the start of the season. Look, Vinaldum did the basics <laughs> right and he had an engine, but the way that Fabinho's been playing this season, you don't need a Vinaldum. And Henderson has been able to, to, to make that role his own. He's doing what Vinaldum was doing, basically. Yeah. And I think he's a very underrated player, is, is Henderson, as far as I'm concerned. He, he does, he's like how Carrick was back at United. Mm. Do you get know what I'm saying? A lot of people didn't really rate him too much, but the influence he had on games, especially in the middle of the park, you know, again, went under the radar. Um, all right, Liverpool, Liverpool playing further forward defensively, so you're seeing a much higher line. And Trent, obviously, the long COVID has, has affected him. But the fact is, Liverpool finished third last season. Despite yeah. all the injuries. injuries, and we're talking, Allison had injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Van Dyke was out for the season. Wasn't Mat- Matip in and out of the Mat- team? Matip Mat- Mat- was out for the season. And I mean, how many? Um, you're uh, playing uh, Henderson uh, and Fabinho at centre back. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet, you still finish in the top four. And people, again, I said this on the last show. The last show that I came on, someone had the temerity to say that Leicester will finish above Liverpool because Liverpool had mm-hmm. injury problems last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? If, what cocaine is this person on? What was it? There was more than one of them. What was it? Um, they're not. Um, they're not linear. What was it? Yeah, injuries are not linear. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking there about. People don't know. Don't forget, football. boy. <laughs> this is what people don't know. Football. You can get any mongoloid on your podcast to chat shit, right? You can get anyone to talk shit. But the fact is, again, Liverpool finished third. Despite having all these injuries, they don't have these injuries this season. And they, okay, touch wood for you, it doesn't look like they're going to get these injuries. So they're probably going to win the league this season, as far as I'm concerned, based on that. 
that. Let's let's mix it up then and go to one of the Liverpool fans. <laughs> repo, 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 man. What are you saying? What are you saying, repo, man? Boy, um, I, I, if you asked me, uh, in fact, you did ask me at the beginning of the season, and I said Chelsea, um, scratch off because the way the way we've recovered, especially being. Was it 14 or 16 points down? Something like that? It, it, it don't matter. Um, and to be even, even though we're a point, with a point difference and same amount of games, the way we've been moving, not all the games have been great, but there's something about us this season that just makes me think that, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, this, is, this is our year again. And... I look at Manchester City and I think about, yeah, they're killers, you know, despite not having uh, a focal point, a central striker. I mean, they let Ferran Torres go to, to Barca. And I had fans say that, yeah, Jesus will take his place. But Jesus would play wide, didn't he? You know what I mean? So, but they've still been doing the business. But there's something about City this season that, like Stel was saying, They've, they've not been themselves in every game and they've just been getting by like Thomas Frank was going on about Brentford even though um, uh, they lost that game um, City struggled and then you had the Palace game just gone by um, they, they couldn't find an answer against Palace so there's something about them this season that like Stelz was saying, it, it was almost as if they go to some grounds, it's not guaranteed to win like they used like they used to. With us now, the acquisition of Luis Diaz has changed some things. And one of the things I was worried about before was that um, what do you call it? The defense um, was a real worry for me. And um one of the dover. One minute. <laughs> right. They want right. their money back. Yeah, no, for me, um, in terms of the original question, oh I I I I don't know. I don't know. As I said on the radio show, I think this FA Cup semi final game is a, is throws the dynamic completely because you have to look into that. That will affect, to a degree, the league game because they're both in close proximity. Do I? I've said on on the, as you know, um, Dubs in the WhatsApp group that we're in with Liverpool. I had no doubt that Liverpool will be able to rack up the wins and get the points. The thing is, is that they got this monster in front of them who can also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the, the Man City's record, they actually haven't dropped that many, they haven't played badly and haven't dropped that many points. Yeah. But it's just that the fact that you've got two teams who can rack off 10 games winning streak like it's a nothing. And that's what Liverpool have done. I gave up after the Leicester game. I thought it's all done. Um, and mm-hmm. Man City beat Arsenal as far it's all done. It's just, you know, it's yeah. all about placing. Um, because they're too far behind Liverpool and they, they, you know, you rely on Man City to drop just a minimum amount of points for Liverpool to catch up. 
Liverpool have caught up. Do I think they will win? Obviously, as a fan, I'll say yes. Do I believe they'll win? Uh, it's it's the defining thing for me is who both teams have got to play. And on paper, Liverpool's running appears more difficult. Having said that, and as I said earlier, you can throw that out of the window because we're at the business end. We're going to get some really, you know, oh, I didn't see that coming, didn't see that coming. I don't think anyone would be too surprised if Burnley get a result against City. People won't be surprised if Watford get a result against Liverpool because the desperation... No, no, logic does it, but it, it, it wouldn't be that much of a surprise because everyone is dying for the points. Um, but yeah, it, it just shows just how good these two teams are. And there's a point that Stel mentioned I wanted to refer to. What a lot of people still forget is that Liverpool were top going into um, in January in 2021. And all logic would have thought they would have bought in some defenders, and they didn't. For me personally, I think if they did, I still think Liverpool would have won that league. I really do. Ooh, I, I, don't really, really I don't know do. about that with the winning run that Man City went on. I don't know about that, mate. But we were, we were, Liverpool were still top, and they were top going on and on and on. It's, when it came to the end of January and Matip was done, that's when we went into the transfer window. I'm not saying Man City were discredit Man City, but Liverpool, they still had it in their hands. And the, the lack of being active in the window halted Liverpool's run. Um, but this year it's been different because just when it, when the team was kind of teetering and maybe we would have gone flat, just that one signing in myself, you, um, Big Sam and many other Liverpool supporters have said... Does the January transfer window exist in, at Liverpool? <laughs> With Diaz coming in, it, even if he was poor, which we'd all understand he's starting to, you know, he's trying to bed in, he's galvanised the club where actually you're like, wow, okay, we can do something here. Um, I do think... <sighs> I still think City just, purely because of Liverpool's run, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Liverpool end up clinching it. So um, it's a bit of a cop out, but that's 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 my thoughts. I still think City just. Yeah, right, Sammy, is there anything you wanted to add before um, you had um, Cooper Sacks knocking at your door? Um, I mean, like, like, like Cooper uh, Sacks. You know, I mean, apologies for that, guys. Um, most of what FBJ said, uh, I just concur, but I would say that, our, from what I was saying before, our defence, the fact that we haven't had defensive issues has been key as well. Um, we've had injuries, but we've managed them well. And like in a lot of the games, I think we've shown a lot of maturity in how we manage our games. Not all of them, but in a, a great deal of them, we've shown a lot of maturity in how we manage our games. I think towards this tail end of the season, I just think that that April 10th game is, is a big game, but I don't think that will be the deciding game. I don't think that will be the deciding game, but I think I'm, I'm just going to root for us. I'm just going to say Liverpool. Um, yeah. Right. Do you, we, we, we say in terms um uh, come between the, the Liverpool fans so it's not all three of us going in the wrong what are you saying uh, 
I think this is the most difficult one to call. Um, Definitely. I keep flip-flapping in between, to be fair. What I would say is that if City lose this league, I don't think they've thrown it away because I just think the fact that they had their, like we said, they had their, their great run when Liverpool didn't and Liverpool having their great run when City Which happened. So it's evening itself out. People say they had this, this lead, this lead. Liverpool had games in hand. Yeah, they were still behind City, but they had uh, more than one game in hand. So it wasn't really over by any, any stretch of imagination. Obviously, Pundit tried to make sure it was it was and whatnot. But it's just a case of they had their, their great runs at different times. Now, both teams are capable of going on a mad run to the end of the season. However, can Liverpool sustain this great run until the end of the season? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think they would have to rely on City dropping a considerable amount of points. I'm not saying they won't, but like FBG, FBJ said, people are making this thing about City dropping points. They haven't been playing badly and they haven't dropped that many points. Mm. Yeah, it's just that Liverpool have been on a phenomenal winning yeah. streak, yeah. basically. Yeah, now Liverpool's running on paper is harder. But when you look at the games, City are more likely to draw points than Liverpool, I believe. And like FPJ said, it wouldn't be that much of a shot if Burnley get a result against City. There's no way Watford are getting a result against Liverpool. I'll tell you that for free. They're getting slapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. hoping. No, no. They're getting slapped. <laughs> They're getting slapped. What I, originally, I said, I said Liverpool were going to pip it, uh, nick it. The, F, the FA Cup draw... With the two games being in close proximity, which one comes first, the league or the FA Cup? The league. The league comes first, right? Yeah. And I think if City, if City avoid defeat against Liverpool in the league, I think they'll beat them in the cup and they'll go on to win the league. Yeah. Mm. If Liverpool, if Liverpool beat beat City um, at the, uh, uh, at the Etihad, they're going to beat them in the cup and then they'll go on to win the league. Yeah. I do think City, City's advantage is they've been there before when Liverpool been on their ass, yeah, and they they just went they they oh, went on that all over the ass. It went to the final day, but they they were still play, they were still clapping teams left right and centre. They got the one nil against Leicester, but other than that, they were winning games yeah. with, with confidence, with stuff. Obviously, they had a grow at the time, and whatnot. Who? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say, listen. I, I prefer City to win it. I'm not gonna go because of Pep. Yeah, because yeah, you're a Pep guy. Yeah. I think Liverpool will win it, and I think the Premier League needs Liverpool to win this because we need to have that. If Pep wins this league, there is no Klopp Pep rivalry. I don't care anybody says. Yeah. <laughs> but if Klopp can win this 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 league, yeah, then it becomes a real rivalry. Yeah. yeah, and the Premier League hasn't had that for years. Yeah, yeah. since the Fergie, Wenger, and Mourinho days and whatever, mm. they haven't had this rivalry. Yeah, Pep hasn't had this rivalry since the Mourinho days back in Spain and all them things there, whatever. But it, the, they need it now. I want to see how Salah, both Salah and Diaz, react to being knocked out of this World Cup. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think it will affect them greatly, but it's still, it's still a blow, bruv. 
It's still a blow. But I just think that Liverpool have too much. They're playing. They don't look like they don't look like losing at this particular time. I think they will lose. Don't get me wrong. Before the season ends, but I did. They're playing with such confidence, and I think there is this belief that they will win the league. Where City's like, I think City's thing is, City are banking on this this game on April the tenth, yeah, and because by the time they decide they play Burnley, they'll be second in the league, yeah. So it's gonna be a yo-yo until then, and I think they're banking on this game at the Etihad. Whereas, I think. Liverpool have got the less pressure on them going into that game, if that makes sense. And I think that's going to that's gonna be quite key. But I think I've, I've got Liverpool to beat them by a point. Yeah, I've got Liverpool to beat them by a point. And my, my, my biggest fear is Klopp doing the quad, bro. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. You'll never shut me up ever again in life. But if he does it, this is just a sad, but if he does the, the, the quad, where does that put him in managerial legacy in terms of how great he is? Because that's a whole that's a whole next podcast. Where is all time? Never done no quads. Yeah. Yeah. My man's been to how many Champions League finals? Yeah. He would have won more Champions Leagues than Fergie. Yeah. If he does the quad. Is it? No, no, it would be the same. He's won the title in Germany. Yeah. But more importantly, does it make him better than Pep? Ooh, now you're talking spicy. I, I, I think, I think... <laughs> the whole next, that's, we're going to readdress this. At yeah, the, and it, it's going to be the same. It's going to be back to the debate. Can Pep win the Champions League without Messi? <laughs> and that's the thing. Now, the thing is, all they talk about Liverpool doing the quad, you can still do the treble. This is yeah. it. Yeah. They could still do the treble. And no one's talking about this. And I think they prefer it like this. No one's talking about them doing the treble. So don't, don't get me wrong. If he does the treble, then to me he's the greatest of all time, but that's another story. But anyway, so um <laughs> but yeah, I've got I've got Liverpool to to to, to um to pip City by a point. Right. All, so... all, all I'll I'll just add before you, you, you say your bit, um dubs is again it, it's something I've kept saying. And I've said on the show, the radio show, what have you, barring last year, if you're going to put a title challenge to go up against Man City and the bar that they've set, you have to win 30 games just to be in the conversation. And I've always said that. And and since, since Pep has been, apart from his first season, Pep has, is, you know, he's, he's gone through the 90 point mark. So 30 wins, 90 points. Nobody has come close apart from Liverpool. That that's that's just facts. That's not me bigging up Liverpool. I'm just saying that if Liverpool and what Klopp has done, if they weren't challenging, literally it would just be a procession each and every year for Man City. So it just shows you the standard of what these two clubs. You just sent um, them to the Real Farmers League. Right, cool. <laughs> and, I've, um, I've got Liverpool winning on 92 points. Well, I mean, I won't say out here because I don't want to put that negative energy. But I've said to to Dubs what I think will be required to win the league in terms of um, points. So I'll just keep it between ourselves. But that's that's where, when you look at, we were speaking about the chasing pack, that's the standard. And no matter how, even though Man, Man United won, sorry, finished second, until you get to that level, you're not, you're not challenging whether it's Arsenal, whether it's, you know, and I, I do feel these managers will have to go 
before the rest can to, can can come back into contention. You know, because what they've done. I hope Klopp stays a little bit longer just to have this rivalry going back and forth. But anyway, we'll see. But sorry, Dubs, what do you think, then? Yeah, yeah. To wrap it to wrap it up, um, my my head's telling me City. My heart's telling me Liverpool. Um, that game between the two is massive, but the funny thing is I actually think it's going to finish in a draw, <laughs> which doesn't really do anyone any favours. But um, uh, as D has said, and it's a conclusion that I came to a long time ago, I don't know whether or not... <laughs> it's, it's, it's outrageous what you have to do to win the league nowadays with uh, the amount of points that these teams are accumulating. And I just think there might be a silly draw in there, not even the Soviet defeat, Liverpool, in the last god like four seasons or so on the clock, they barely, Liverpool barely lose. Um, and there might be a stupid defeat. I'm um, sorry, not defeat, but a draw in there. And um, looking at the schedule, the runs left, you probably have to favour City, and I've probably got City. Yeah, but why? But why, why would you favour City? But by a point. Um, no, in terms of the games on paper, but game, things are well on paper. So don't get tricked. I still fully heartily believe that we, uh, we can do it. But if right now, if I'll take a prediction, I'll probably just... Can I just say something? You, you see this, this run of fixtures that both teams have, including mm-hmm. Champions League, yeah? I don't think... Because everyone say, you know, Liverpool got Benfica, which is the easier draw than Man City. But I think those fixtures for Man City, they would... They love, and I think the fixtures that Liverpool have, they love. I think if they was vice versa, if Liverpool, if City had an easier Champions League opponent, they're more likely to slip up. If Liverpool had a harder one, I think the games would kind of catch up with them. So I think both fixtures suit each other's team because I think City love the big games and they can go. Remember when they had Chelsea and and um, United back to back or something? And then yeah. I think that's what they want. They want them where they they tested every game. Because they could, they have to switch on 100. It's, it's the little game that like the Palace of Southampton's where they they just they, the, the mentality is not there. I think but, that's but, but the funny thing is you that you took the word, the word out of my mouth. I, I was going to say that I think the when it comes to title running, the harder the fixtures, that that's what you want because every game is vital. You can't yeah. take your eye off it. Whereas when it comes to like your no disrespect, your Brentfords and your you know what I'm saying about United, but when you come up across these these lower ranked teams. The complacency creeps in. I'm not saying that Liverpool and City have got that, but what I'm saying is that you know you, you, there's always a banana skin there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think Liverpool will be very, very pleased to see that they've got United. They've got who else have got Liverpool got? They've got City. They've got United. Have they got Chelsea? No, they're done with Chelsea. No, no, they got they Chelsea, got yeah. they got they got Everton. They got Newcastle. They got Spurs. Right. Yeah. Wolves is the last again, game of the season. There you go, man. There's a much more difficult uh, uh, test than City, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, that's yeah, so that was why, because of the games look quite tough um, for us. Well, obviously, games are one on paper, but yeah, so that is maybe why I'd give it to City, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we won it. And obviously, I've got the money down for us to win it. I've got, <laughs> yeah. the, money, I've got the money down for us to do the quad as well. I'll be a very rich man if you don't do the quad. <laughs> I got involved with that when it was 150 over one. Um, so, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm just, because I gave in literally after that Leicester defeat. Mm. Um, 
I should have put money down then because even I would have been able to cash out now, even with just the fact that Liverpool threw the lead back to one point, you know. So that was a mistake uh, by myself in that regard. But um, it's um, yeah, it's just good good to be in it, and uh, I'd love to still have dreams of a quadruple when April ends being in it when it started, you know. But um, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's good. It's gonna be it's gonna be very 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 interesting, you know. It's gonna be very very interesting, but yeah. Uh, as oh. as a as a Liverpool fan, I, then Sam said this, and I'll just I'll try I'll polish it up, Sam. Sorry, Liverpool aren't playing great football, but they're just playing winning football purely because they've had that course and distance. And Manchester City, in their own way, they're doing the same thing. I mean, when you're watching Liverpool the last few weeks, I don't think you'll say Liverpool have played well. But there's such confidence in the back where if they are going to concede, it'll be no more than one. But they've got enough firepower to write, you know, get a goal or two, what have you, or even just win 1-0. That's what won them the league. It wasn't playing swashbuckling football that we saw in the 18-19 season. It was just winning the one nils and the two ones and just accumulating the wins where they just couldn't be caught. Um, and they were showing that from, I think they've only like conceded three goals in the league in the last like 10 games or something like that it's 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 that that's it and um i know you've been big on him um dubs but matip is i mean he is is, the man is defending and he's going on swashbuckling runs and he's putting he's putting in the kdb uh, assists as well what can this man not do (laughs) (laughs) The marauding runs, you know. Like, that's that's finishing like prime Ronaldo. Right when I saw when I saw him against Leeds, I'm like, how's my Matip finishing like this? What's going on? <laughs> the thing, just... the thing is with City though, and why I'm not too harsh on the points of drops because what is it? They they drew with Palace and Southampton and lost to Tottenham, right? They they weren't very good against Tottenham. That's one of their worst performances of the season, especially defensively. They were horrible, but um, against. Southampton, so I had to win a better team for about an hour. That last half an hour, Southampton couldn't get out of their box, right? So on another day, City get that. Again, in the Palace game, Dean was there. A couple of my friends were there. Kev, um, uh, Kong, a couple of my people, then were there. On another day, Bernardo Silva's not missing that. Marriage is not driving over. You get what I'm saying, Buffs, and they were the one there. So I'm not going to hang on that. The Palace result would be like, oh, yeah, drop points there, because actually they created enough chances to batter them. But... Um, this, this is going to be interesting. It's very, very tough to call and go either way. So, if you're on the pond now, I'm going to say City, but that's just only by a point. Don't be surprised if you'll pull in the league. You know what I'm saying? But those two teams are like, tri- over the last four or five years, they have been traditionally the bogey teams for the big clubs. Southampton, Palace, you know, you, mm. you, you only have to look at their recent record. They are, you know, on their day, they can they can beat anyone in, their, in the league. Last, last couple... Done. Last couple of years, I threw Brighton in there for Liverpool as well. I think Brighton match up very well uh, with Liverpool in terms of the style. I don't think they Newcastle are going to have a say in this race. They are going to have a say in it. That's all I'm saying. This will probably go down to the last day again and I'm going to like not be able to move. You know? That AC got diff- more difficult last game. I don't know who they've got last game. We, I know we've, who we've, we've got. got Wolves, so I'd say we are. So I'd oh, say we are. I'd say, I'd say we are. We've, we've, we've got, we've got um, uh, Wolves, and I'm not 
I'm not sure about that, you know, but um, we shall see. City have got. West Ham away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Sorry, sorry. Villa. Villa would want to do Liverpool a favour. How could I forget that? That's been the narrative all the time that Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness me, see, you get brain freeze when you're doing it live on the pod, you know. But yeah, right. So excellent. Then, so we'll readdress this at the end of the season when we give out our awards we'll, we'll we'll see actually we'll probably do the one where we go through each team actually that that was really fun when we did that we still a couple of years ago still on these alternative picks for the player of the seasons um so we'll leave that there we'll readdress at the end of the season we'll go through each team their best performer and we'll do our overachiever and underachiever of the season etc and give out our other awards so we'll leave it there so remember listeners um hashtag dd40pod on the twitter um, if you've got anything to say about the pod or any questions to ask um, the crew here, um, at DD40Pod is the Twitter page for just a podcast. But you can holler at us on at DD40Factory underscore, which is the main page for the radio show and anything else that um, 40 Factory does. Um, that's at DD40Factory underscore on um, Twitter and on Instagram. And we are D&D Footy Factory on Facebook and, uh, oh, sorry, odd. Well, I can just be a quite remember. <laughs> right. Catch us um, on any of the um, playbacks. You might be watching this on YouTube, for instance. All the podcasts and the radio shows go on our SoundCloud. That's D&D Footy Factory on the um SoundCloud as well, and Undershoot the Defense. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, Audio Boom. We're everywhere. Castbox. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Um, just search D and D Forty Factory on there. Um, my handle is at double D. That's D U B U L D W. D. Yeah, my socials on everything is ill phenomenal twenty five. That's phenomenal F, and if you can't spell it, you can't follow me. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, Big Sammy. My, my handle on Twitter is uh, Big Sam A seventy nine, and uh, on Insta is at Sam the man who can. Cool, Jabroni. <laughs> That's all oh, folks. Yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? But I would like to thank all, all the housewives who have made their day being on this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the people that acknowledge me. You're welcome. I'd like to thank all my, my followers in North London. King of the North is here. Oh, wow. uh, that's it. That's, no. that's, that's all okay. I got about now, I think so. you'll find the King of the North is the man I'm about to ask for his socials now, though he doesn't like doing it. Uncle. I need to wee. Can I go now? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodness me. The King of the North has decorum, but the there me? you go. Can, there can, you. Can, can, can the other... North London, decorum, they don't go together. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm bringing a certain level of class here still. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> uh, okay. Uncle, plug yeah. your shit. Fucking <laughs> uh, hell, podcast, shoot defence... Uh, Shoot Defense Media Network. We have several uh, shows on that platform. One being the D and D Footy Factory. Another one being the No Chopsticks Podcast, the greatest 
Cypriot no Podcast. Yeah, we've had several death threats in the last year, which is beautiful. Um, and yes, that's it. That is pretty much it, man. Thank you for, for having me on and listening to my rants about my useless English team. Fuck that time I was just ranting, man. Good. You man United fan, bro. Fuck man United. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's it, people. We'll be on your radios. Well, this Saturday and every Saturday at 10 a.m. on On Top FM 95.5 FM. Tune in radio for people in North London. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. From North London and out further. Um, best to use the tuning radio app or the simple radio app. But yeah, every Saturday we're on your radio with our, our nonsense um, from 10 a.m. until midday. So thank you very much for listening, people. We are out with episode 20. Peace.